Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey guys, welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan, Mama of the Girls. This is Season 4. Um, this series will be primarily just about women who are out here just doing it up. And when I say doing it up, doing it in their own way, running their businesses, uh, not momming the traditional way, not uh, working the traditional way, just really out here cutting their own uh, pattern as to who they want to be and what they want to become. So this series is primarily about, uh, you know, great women who are among us and just really picking their minds and seeing what their why is. I'm very interested in what women today why is as to what they do, why they do it, um, how do they feel while they do it, and really just representing and shouting out other women. So that's what this series is. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. Let's get into it. What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Lady J, creator of Hashtag for Brown Girls blog. The content of my post is to educate, uplift, support, and empower Black women who struggle with anxiety and depression. If you can relate to this, then please head over to fourbrowngirlsblog.com and read my post. While you're there, make sure to leave a comment and share on your social media too. If it's one thing I want you to get from my blog is that I believe in you and you are not alone. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. So this is um, Cozy Moon's episode six of season four, Among Our Greatest Women. And I have Nicole Hunt, and we're trying to figure out what her why is behind everything that she does. So basically, Nicole is a mother. She's a teacher of betterment, a yoga instructing woman who has founded Here and Now Motherhood.org. And I want to know more about her, and I think we should all share more about her because she's helping different mothers out here 
become their people. So welcome to Cozy Moon, Nicole Hunt. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. How are you doing? Doing good. Great. Tell us more about yourself. Yeah, so um, I have a two and a half year old son. My husband and I and my son live in Northeast Tennessee. Um, we've lived here for coming up on two years now. Um, we, I'm from Oregon, my husband's from Arizona and all of our family's out there. So we're kind of doing our own thing out here in Tennessee. Um, and so before we lived here, I, um, we were in California and I, so I gave birth to my son in California and um, as soon as the epidural wore off, I had this really intense pain in the outside of my hips. Um, and I couldn't, I asked all of these like nurses and um, like the OBGYN, everybody, midwives, like what was going on and no one really knew what was happening, why I was in all this pain. And um, after I got out of the hospital, I kept pushing to figure out what was going on. And um, I saw a bunch of different healthcare providers and um, like a midwife told me, she was like, she's like, well, you just had a baby. What do you expect? And I was like, listen, I shouldn't be in this much pain for this. Right. It's been months. It's constant. And um, I, I did see a public floor physical therapist, but she didn't really do anything. She told me I was healing faster. So it kind of made me feel like I should be like thankful for being in pain, which was ridiculous. But so I, I just kind of gave up after a while. Um, I was like, maybe moms are just always in pain. Like maybe that's like something about motherhood no one told me. And I just kind of went on with my life. And then I went to a postpartum yoga class and um, designed for postpartum women and I, um, she showed us a move during that class that fixed it, fixed my birth injury. Wow. Yeah. So I walked out of that yoga class, not in pain anymore. Um, when I had like five or six healthcare providers tell me they didn't know what was going on or that I should just accept it and just be in constant pain. So after that, I was like, there's like this missing piece in maternal health, um, that, that yoga can fill because I'm sure I'm not the only mom that's experienced something like that. Mm -hmm. that um, and so that's where Here in a Motherhood came from, um, to kind of fill in some of those gaps with maternal health because it's ridiculous for someone to tell you that it's normal to be in constant pain. It's, it's not normal. And, I, and I, that's what I don't like about doctors. Instead of them saying, you know, I don't know right now, let me speak to someone, let me try to figure it out, and then I'll call you or do their own research. It's kind of like, if I, we don't have a pill to fix it, that you should just deal with it and it's normal. And it's not that. And then you would think like the person that's, the doctor that's coming in to give you the epidural would have more insight on what the possibilities are that may happen from the epidural, especially the fact that we're using our bodies to push a whole human being out, you would think. But then again, doctors are very resistant against natural remedies of solutions. So to me, it kind of makes sense. So 
Yeah, I I was kind of angry for a while about it, and then and then I kind of realized I was like, well, you know what? OBGYNs are surgeons, yeah. and surgeons don't know anything about like once you they're like oh it'll take like two weeks to recover and it never takes that much to recover after surgery right. they just never see you again they, i don't know but i started thinking i was like you know western medicine is like triage medicine it's designed to like keep you from dying and yeah. pretty good at that <laughs> you know like the problem is like a lot of us moms we're not dying but we're not enjoying right doing we're not living our best life yeah exactly and so um i started leaning more towards like eastern type concepts after um after i had this yoga experience i started kind of diving into it more Mm -hmm. and i found out that like um i also discovered ayurveda which is the sister science of yoga and it's um how to bring balance with food and routines and um, when I found that out, I started kind of experimenting with um, just certain foods. I mean, it's nothing complicated. It's things like, like what impact is a white potato versus a sweet potato gonna have? Like mm-hmm. things like that, not that complicated. But when I started doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is huge. Like I'm finally like not snapping at my husband all the time. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I was like, I, it was very empowering for me to figure out that there was like more to it you know like like you were saying it'd be pretty frustrating when you're talking with a western doctor and they're like that's it done you know there's nothing else and um and on top of it like lots of other schools of thought have more ways to support mothers like kind of built in and we don't really have that in the u.s so yeah. It's, it's unfortunate you would think that we have so many different cultures here that it would be welcome to figure out a better way or a different way of looking at something but it's very resistant mm-hmm. and for you to find a natural way of you know fixing your pain and then find a natural way of you know eating in order to help you feel better it just goes to show that all of these things are connected and it's not just about making a drug to, you know, temporarily patch an issue. Mm-hmm. Teach me how I can help myself and it's not that. Right. That's really good. That's really good. So um, with you going through that experience, how has that helped other mothers that you've come across um, within, you know, here and now mother? Yeah, it's been pretty cool because one of the, like one of the other factors of being, you know, a mother is you just get really lonely, you know, it's, I was even just thinking about this morning, I was thinking about this interaction I had, I don't know why it came up in my mind, but I was thinking about this interaction I had with this young, um, very privileged dude like oh, i was living in california and i had just quit my job my baby was six months old i was staying home with him and it was really hard i mean it was hard before that it was very hard staying home with him full time yeah. and um and he was like oh yeah it would be great if i could just like quit my job and not work and i was like i'm not unemployed i work 24 hours a day right and 
I'm like, you know, if I could go back in time, I would chew him out even more. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, people don't get it until they're in the position where they have to do it. It's a lot of discipline that comes with working for yourself, let alone working at home. And then when you put a child on top of that, it's, it's not for everybody and it can drive you crazy because there's no one delegating, hey, stop this, do this, stop this, do this. You are it. Yeah. It's hard. And, and no matter what you told him, he would never get that. You <laughs> never, you never so. would. Yeah, like, I mean, even my own husband didn't really get it until, like, I went away for, like, two weeks, which I, I mean, I've never done that since, but, like, yeah. he was, called me freaking out, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I told you, I told you, but yeah. you had to experience to get it, but, I mean, so, like, mothers have interactions like that all day long, you know, where someone's like, oh, you're on vacation, you're like, I am not on vacation, like, listen, this is not what's happening right now. I have a, and, um, a friend that's pregnant now, and she was like, Oh, I should get pregnant more often. They're giving me 16 weeks off of work. I said, listen, after two weeks, you're gonna go insane because it's it's groundhog day every day. And it's a child that needs you that you don't even know. You don't even understand this child. You just know you are it. It's very demanding. And that time from leaving the hospital to going a month into having a newborn, it's it's very taxing on a mom and that's where sometimes postpartum will fall in because people really can't balance who I am outside of this baby now that this baby is outside of me so it's, oh, it's a lot it's a lot yeah. and that's one of the things that like being able to talk to other moms about all of that stuff I think is really important and that's one of like the factors we hear in our motherhood is because like when you're trying to explain to someone like oh I just had this major identity shift who's never had a baby they just don't get it you know right and so seeing seeing other moms like connect to each other like they're connecting with their bodies and being able to fix some things and deal with motherhood in a little bit more effective way and then on top of it they're more connected to other mothers um which is really important i think because i just feel like sometimes you feel like you're going crazy you're like shouldn't this be easy and you're like well um if you had like 10 other people helping you yeah but you don't you know like so and even then i don't think it would be easy but um but like I had one um, one mom that came to a yoga class, a postpartum yoga class, and she um, she was four weeks postpartum, and I was like, oh my gosh, we got to do something for you. She had two kids under eighteen months, so yeah, she was. I was like, oh my gosh, you really need to be here today. Like yeah. I'm so yoga, <laughs> and I was like, we have got to do something for this mom because that's so intense and so I got some other moms together and we like cooked her some food and brought her food and stopped by her house and just kind of chatted like hung out with her for a while and I was putting some food in the fridge and I overheard them talking and um, um, the mom with the two kids under 18 months she was like she's like 
yeah, I've just been so lonely because uh, a lot of her friends didn't have kids. And so they're getting these kinds of messages all the time, whether or not they need to say it like that's mm-hmm. the messages you get. And, um, and the other mom was like, you don't have to be lonely anymore. And she gave her a phone number. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the most beautiful thing I've yeah. ever heard. Because um, when you have friends that don't have kids and then you just had a baby, it's kind of like people forget that you're the person before you had the baby still. And then everybody kind of like disconnects from you because you belong to that baby now. And it's, it's not that. So just going over there with her and just her talking to people her age or around her age or women outside of the baby, that alone was like, okay, thank you for making me feel like a human being. Like yeah. that, was, that was my biggest thing, not feeling like a human being after I had the baby because everybody's like, oh, I'm here to see the baby. I'm like, but I'm here. Right, what about me? It's, yeah. it's so interesting. So um, our mission with Here and Our Motherhood is matrescent support. So matrescence is this fancy word for becoming a mother. It's kind of like adolescence, but like when a child is becoming an adult, but matrescence is becoming a mother. And one of the parts of matrescence is your status in society changes. So it's almost like, like you're explaining where you're like, hello, like I'm here guys. Like I, I felt like as soon as my son was born, I was like this supporting character, like this behind the scenes character in my own life. I was like, this is so weird. Like, like, 10 minutes ago, before I had the baby, I was like the star of the show because right. I was pregnant. And then like the second he comes out, like no one cares about me. It's It was so weird and stark. And I feel like that's so common as a mom where now you're expected to just like take care of the baby and be quiet. And that's, it. that's the message that I get. And yeah, I, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, like my, um, my first daughter, I went through that pregnancy and I, I slightly found ways to enjoy it and then I had her and she was a very easy baby like I had her in the house for two months and no one knew I had a newborn and then I had her sister complete opposite a ruckus no sleep for anybody she had to be on you when you slept I couldn't sleep on my side so I didn't sleep for like a year after I had her which made me miserable And even when people would have her, there's this thing that you have after you have kids where you never sleep as hard as you did before you had kids. And when you hear baby noises, even if it's not your kid, your sleep is done, whatever you were paying attention to is done, and that is your focus. And I love it and I hate it sometimes because when I need to relax, I can't. I'm trying to figure out what I can fill in with that time. So finding the balance between you and being a mother is very important. And with matrescence, I wanted to ask you, what were your changes that you experienced and um, your challenges with that? Yeah, Um, I think like the, like your status in society changing, that was very weird for me. Um, Definitely like my identity changing and like concepts of motherhood coming up that I was like, whoa, where did this come from? You know, like, like things that my mom had said when I was like in third grade were like echoing in my head. (laughs) Like, I was like, this is so weird. Like, like, like the, um, like putting my kid in daycare was like this 
huge thing for me like 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 I would watch them like I, I drop him off and they like come and get him from the car and I don't have to get out and they like so I, I see them like lead him away in front of my car and go into the, the building and every time I'm like I should be with him I should go get him I'm like it's yeah okay <laughs> like and I had to get through all of these thoughts of like things my mom had said because other people had said them to her, you know, and I'm like, I'm actually not a bad mom. Right. Or having someone else help me. Yeah. It's like, a different time. Mom, yeah, it, you know, didn't have to do it so much or didn't have the options to do more. So having a baby and instantly falling into caretaker of that child was it. Now it's kind of like, how do I balance, you know, being an individual you know, having a business and being a mother and being a wife all while feeling like I'm doing it all the correct way. And, yeah. you know, with, with my first kid, my mom watched her up until she was three. And then when she was three and a half, that's when she went to like preschool. Mm -hmm. And she had an issue with socializing with other kids because she was so used to be with my mom and that always having her focus. And then my uh, second kid, she had to be watched by a sitter that I had to watch in my house on Wi-Fi cameras that were on my phone while I was at work 40 hours a week. And having to build trust with complete strangers with your new kid and um, them not having the close impact with a grandmother or grandparents where you feel like, Ooh, okay. I don't have to second guess it. I don't have to think or overthink anything. They're in good hands. And then seeing the differences in like how they learn versus starting out with someone at home versus not is completely different. So even with that, I don't feel like I'm a bad mother because one was, you know, taught differently than the other. It's all about finding the balance. Did you do the best with the situation you had? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if I can say yes, then I'm good. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, that's awesome. And one of the things that I didn't anticipate with like all of that was like how tied in my identity was to to that. Yeah. Like, like I was like, so right now my son's he does like two mornings a week at daycare, and then I was like to my husband, I'm like I think that I need to put him full-time like 40 hours a week daycare and I, it wasn't even that I was like scared for his safety I was like who am I if if he's in daycare it was so I I it was such this intense like almost like panic like but I've built my whole life around being like this like stay-at-home mom and then if I'm if he goes to daycare, who am I? I'm like, this is weird. I yeah. mean, it's not it's not bad or anything. I'm just like, this, and it was very intense too, where I'm like, this is like a big deal to me. And and that's, I think that's just part of matrescence is it's like your identity is like all jumbled up and it gets kind of complicated. So it's just interesting. So when, um, if I ask you to be a woman, what does that mean to you out of everything going on? To be a woman, um, I feel like my concept of what a woman is and to be a woman has like 
transformed and grown. Like mm-hmm. I've been kind of just like, I don't know, I feel like the, the more I get into maternal health, the more I see that there's a lot of feminist issues within it that I like, that I'm like, like, like for example maternal health is often baby centered which i'm like why it's maternal yeah. health like right. mom centered you know yeah and um so the more like the more like i don't know i'm, I'm just on this journey with like mm-hmm. who am i what is a woman and i feel like a woman is like free and uh powerful mm-hmm. and um I feel, anyways, I feel like that's what a woman is. The, and I feel like the more I connect with myself and like my physical body, the more I feel like a woman, if that makes sense. I mean, it's all connected. It makes sense. Um, could you explain the mommy lounge? Yeah, so um, we have a space where moms can come and hang out and it's, kid friendly which means it's mom friendly (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have the yoga studio in one room and then the mommy lounge in the other room and yeah so we have play dates in there and then when we do yoga we do free child care so yeah it's been pretty cool to have that space for us we we kind of were on this journey where we were in a couple different spaces, and then we there was a fire in one of the buildings. Oh no! And I was like, all right. And then someone donated their space, but it was in the next city over, so people like it was, people didn't want to drive that far, and mm-hmm. so it all worked out the way it was supposed to. And um, it's been really awesome for us to have our own space, and yeah, it's been great. Nice. So um, yoga. I had my experience with hot yoga in New York, and that alone was very relaxing. So I could only imagine how that is with, you know, women that are coming out of their bodies being completely changed after nine or 10 months, and then your body is never the same after kids. So having something that's relaxing and natural like yoga is completely perfect. So anyone, if you haven't tried it, I, I would suggest it. I really enjoyed yoga. Um, when it comes to when it comes to mothering and uh, your child, how would you explain motherhood in like two words? Um, I would say and. That would be one word. And then my second word would be <laughs> I would be very <laughs> so motherhood is very intense. That's what that's yes. what I would say. <laughs> like like super intense, especially um well you only have one one child. Mm-hmm. Their personalities are completely different all the time, so I don't know. When you have one kid, being a mom and really identifying with yourself with being a mom, I think it's super important because you kind of show your child that there's more to, you know, just 
doing this and I could do this also. And it's a good example for them to see that. That way they grow up and they can see women um, in multiple places and still being equal to be a mother and equal to be a owner and equal to be this and that. And for me, I try to show my daughter that all the time because I don't want them to see it as, okay, you become a mom and everything else is cut off. You have to be able to kind of like morph motherhood into all the other things that you're doing. And I think, you know, having, you know, an organization that helps other mothers and also being able to be hands-on with your child is something like really commendable because, you know, a lot of moms might mother and then they leave that and go to a job where you're working because you have to or you're working and it doesn't really mean anything or it doesn't really like fit your purpose and to have something that stems from an experience you had I think that's awesome I like that thank you yeah it's been it's been really awesome to have like my own purpose behind it and I'm like I don't know if I can ever be someone else's employee now because like, <laughs> there's no way for you to go back your mind is completely different <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um what would you say is your biggest challenge within motherhood um biggest challenge within motherhood I would say I think my biggest challenge like it's definitely like I've been through different chapters you know Um, and I think um, right now I'm kind of in this chapter of finding meaning in like small day-to-day tasks or like aspects of motherhood because it a lot of it is very like repetitive and um it's all like little things um and finding a way to enjoy that um especially when we're all like stuck in the house right yeah <laughs> all the drum stuff but um but yeah i think that's that's something that i'm like exploring right now of and part of it's for me like not having super high expectations or not having like like firm expectations mm-hmm. for like what a situation is supposed to be like um like like i really like to cook and so my son is always wanting to help me cook and i'm like dude i just want to get it done listen and- i don't like the girls <laughs> to help me in the kitchen they're always trying to come and i'm just like no <laughs> and like last night i was making like I was making caramel corn and he he like pulls the chair up and gets up and like I'd already this was my second batch because I'd already messed up the first one so I'm like dude don't don't even touch it because I already messed it up like and and then he like plops a bunch of baking soda and I'm like well maybe it will turn out still like I don't know so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's understandable. I, I think, you know, when you're learning your kid as they're growing, they're learning you. And so uh, 
people say there's the terrible twos and then there's a little bit of terrible threes but I think once they sense like this time she said no it's a no it gets mm-hmm. a little bit more balanced yeah so I hope they get there with you <laughs> <laughs> Um, could you shout out three women that you feel are equally, you know, involved in something they're passionate about, just like you are about your organization right now? Yeah. Um, first one is Kirsten Burton with Camilla Chocolates. Mm-hmm. She makes bean to bar chocolates. I know that's like kind of nothing to do with maternal health, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's so awesome. And <laughs> So they, they purchase their beans from farms and they're very particular about farms that like treat people well, yes. like treat their employees well. And um, and then they turn like beans into chocolate and it's, her son has a bunch of allergies and so she made chocolate that he eat. Yeah, really cool. that's good. Um, and then another one is um, um, Christine over at uh, the Center for Sacred Window Studies. So they train Ayurvedic postpartum doulas. Um, and I'm in their training program right now. And she just, she's the director and she just glows. Like, I don't know, like there's some, like I feel like I can usually just look at a, of somebody and tell if they're a mom or not because they look kind of like drained and maybe like they're on fumes a little bit, you yeah. know? <laughs> but she she actually has a kid the same age as me and she, I think she has four boys and her youngest oh, is wow. the same age as my son and I'm like you don't look like you've ever had a child in your life like right. you just look so full and nourished and and just the way she interacts with people is awesome and she's really knowledgeable about serving mothers with um, and then another one is Jessica Edmiston, and she runs a company local here in Johnson City called um, the. Her handle is the the JC Syrup Lady, and so she makes elderberry syrup, and she she just is like kick butt. Like she's just really cool and really successful businesswoman and. I, I don't know how many more words to describe her. She's just like really cool. <laughs> People like that, they motivate you to uh, be better and do more. So it's good mm-hmm. to have like women like that around. Mm-hmm. I like that. Just seeing anybody just passionate in anything that they do is like, take me there. I want to be around that person. Totally. Yeah. So um, with the balancing, mothering work and being a wife every day where do you find like time for you to just decompress yeah that's a really good um i have started getting up really early and that's like how early like 5 15. oh wow <laughs> <laughs> so because my son, he wakes up somewhere between six and seven. If it's if it's a really good day, he wake up at eight. But like, I I just need to be alone, and I also want to be alone when my husband is asleep. Like I want to be, because I just I just want to be totally alone. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I'll do um, 
depending on like what I have going on. I have chickens in my backyard, so I go and take care of my chickens in the morning because I like doing that and then do a couple other like self-care things where I'm like I'm just gonna like only do what I want to do and this is my time and I'm not gonna get anyone to drink the water I'm not gonna (laughs) turn Paw Patrol for anybody (laughs) yeah um so that's what I do I just have to like carve it into my schedule in the morning and then I find that I also really wanted when I when I accomplish something in the morning like before my son wakes up then I feel like I can be totally present with him because I'm like oh I already did this thing like I already did something awesome now I can just like goof off with you all day instead of like trying to fight him all day being like stop touching my computer I'm trying to send an email you know yeah so. yeah that's really good being present with them because they can sense when you're trying to just get them to move and do something and when you're trying to do something so not feeling the pressure on of like I need to get this done so you need to do this is like super like easy and better if you have like a flow of it I completely mm-hmm. get that um what does it mean to you to have a um good supportive system or supportive people like what does that look like for you yeah that's a really good question I when I moved here to Tennessee, I didn't know anybody. And so, and my son was a little over a year. And I was like, I have to find a support system here or else this is not gonna work, you know? Right. Like, it's just not gonna happen. And so, yeah. like when I moved here, I, every like mom that I met, I had like any remote kind of like spark or interest that was in common. I was like, let's do a play date. And like, yeah. just made a bunch of friends. And like, I think, I that like having someone who like understands the things that are important to me and like those are also important to them I think that is much more important to me than having like a ton of people Mm -hmm. um like um Kirsten who does the chocolate she's like she was totally she's totally my best friend and she I met her because um after my son, uh, after after my son was born, like when he was like six months old, my, so my husband and I were super religious, and then um, my husband left our our faith, um, and that was like this big deal. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't planning on it. We, that was one of right. the reasons we married each other because we were both very religious in the, mm-hmm. in our faith, and so it was this big thing. And then when I met her, I had because I'd been kind of like you know, like targeting all of these ladies to like be yeah. friends with. And I to her and I had met Kirsten before. And I was like, hey, I haven't met you yet. Like, but I'd met all the other people at this get together and it was all like church people. And and she's like, oh, well, I'm taking a break from church right now. And I was like, okay, I need to talk to you because like you understand like faith-wise what's going on in my life right now because like I'm here, my husband's not. And like, like you kind of understand this. And so um, I started we started hanging out and like found out that she was a feminist like me and um and we have a lot of other things in common that are really important to us um and anyway so like like I would rather have like just Kirsten than have like 50 people that like don't understand me if that makes sense yeah so you sort of you kind of like feel like you're spreading yourself too thin and you're really not getting the okay exactly yeah 
Yeah. I have like, I want to say five people that I'd be like, oh my God, let me just tell you my, about my day where I can just decompress and then they fuel you up for the next day. And you need yeah. that. You need that. I completely get that. So in um, three years, what change would you like to see, um, whether it comes with your family or uh, your business or just you individually, what changes would you like to see? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, well, I'd like to see I don't, I have like a vision for here in a motherhood, but I don't know if it'll happen in three years. Um, I'd really like to take us to have more than one location. Um, I was going to ask you if you have more than one location. Yeah, right now I just have one, but I'd really like to have more than one. Um, and, and have that be like a well-greased machine that I can like be like step back a little bit more from it. Um, be a little bit less hands-on um but uh, i think that's where that would be really cool if maybe we were in like one or two more states in three years that would be really cool mm-hmm. um, and it's funny when you asked that the first thing i thought like was well my husband would want us to live in a van <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't want to do what he does in three years he would love it if we were living in a van but <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'd like to see here in our motherhood in a couple different locations at that point. Yeah, I feel like um, even like motherhood outside of going to your doctor, going to the hospital, you have your baby, now you're off. Just having, okay, what's next? And what's next are steps like having a doula and having her talk you through, okay, this is what it's like to have the baby now that the baby is out of you and having, you know, a place like here and now motherhood where they help you get back to yourself while you have this child and understand that you're still an individual and you have a baby and embrace that and help you grow into the first year of motherhood, the second year of motherhood. And then you started, you know, get comfortable with that. That's super important. So I completely feel like it should be in different states. Yeah, totally. I feel like that vision of that. That's exactly the idea. Wow, this is good information. So what I want to do is, um, yeah. Hey guys, thank you for listening in to the episode with Nicole Hunt. If you would like more information on Here and Now Motherhood, please check out her podcast, Here and Now. It's on Apple Podcasts, apps, Spotify, and other platforms. Please check out her website, hereandnowmotherhood.org. And please just be more open to understanding that behind every pregnant woman there is another way there's another way to get through your pregnancy there's another side of after pregnancy um you know getting yourself back that you are a human being throughout the whole thing you're just evolving your body is changing and then after you have the baby you can go to yoga you can uh you know, practice doing something naturally. You can uh, take, you know, 
a more natural way of healing. And I'm all for women just finding their way, finding that thing that helps them. Because, you know, surgery isn't always it. Uh, Pills isn't always it. We need to be able to heal ourselves. We need to be able to um, have another outlet. And having more women that are aware that our bodies are... constantly changing and they deserve all the attention our kids deserve the attention and the space to make a decision on how we want our bodies to be treated you know being pregnant you know helping to develop a baby giving birth uh life after giving birth you know how does a father help or support a woman after birth how does a mother get back to who she is how does she find the balance between who she is as a mother as a wife as a business owner all of that and thank you guys for listening today and please check out nicole hunt's um, organization and if you are a mom somewhere in a city where you do not know other moms try what she did reach out to another mom you know connect with another mom there's so many places and platforms now where you can connect with other mothers even if you physically don't know one around you where you are especially if it's a new place please um, go on instagram uh, try twitter there's a space for everybody these days and thank you for listening to cozy womb see ya bye bye you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.